0: On Liberty by John Stuart Mill One Sentence Summary On Liberty is the philosophy classic that led the foundation of modern liberal politics by applying the concept of utilitarianism to societies and countries in order to create a working system between authority and liberty. My favorite quote from the author is One person with a belief is equal to a force of 99 who have only interests. John Stuart Mill. Eric Torenberg from Product Hunt put me up to this one, so this summary is dedicated to him. John Stuart Mill was the most influential English philosopher of the 19th century. He took an interest in civil rights, feminism and politics. The maxims and principles laid out in his greatest work, On Liberty, would later become the foundation of what liberal politics are today. Lesson 1. Democracy alone does not guarantee personal freedom. Lesson 2 The only reason to limit liberty should be to save people from harm. Lesson 3 False opinions are not only good, they are important. Let's take a stroll down politics lane. On Liberty, Lesson 1 Democracy alone does not guarantee personal freedom. This answers the question Is democracy the best political system that we have today? Ancient Greece, England, pre-World War II Germany, Libya, Egypt, Cambodia, we all know plenty of cases of dictatorships and need not discuss the terrible consequences a single leader tyranny can bring about. Today, we widely accept democracy as a useful tool to limit the power of political authorities by letting the people elect their political representatives. But Mill says democracy alone still isn't enough to ensure personal liberty. Why? Because in this model, the majority rules over the individual. Yes, the elected officials are what the majority wants, but that's not the same as allowing each individual to govern him or herself. Personal freedom can still be threatened in a democracy by something that he calls social tyranny. This happens when the majority imposes their opinions, views and beliefs on individuals who don't agree. For example, while today a lot of religions are common and accepted in the U.S., as recently as 1950, 91% of all Americans were Christians. It's easy to imagine that all people from other religions were often criticized, excluded and sometimes even prosecuted, just for holding a different belief than the majority. So no, democracy alone won't solve all of our problems. On Liberty, Lesson 2 It's only okay to limit people's freedom when you're trying to save them from harm. This answers the question, is there a scenario where it actually makes sense to limit people's freedom? One of the rational principles that Mill suggests we adopt in order to truly assure personal freedom is that we meddle in and limit other people's freedom only when the reason is that we want to save them or others from harm. There are three possible scenarios where interference with personal freedom can prevent harm. one harm by default, two harm by omission, and three harm by accident. Some examples harm harm by default means a person is known to cause harm to him or herself or others under certain conditions. In that case, legal entities should restrict their freedom until set conditions are cleared. This could mean punishing drug addicts with prison time, letting drunk sober up at the police station, or heavy fines for reckless drivers. Harm by omission could be bystanders watching a murder, or tax evasion. In this case, the government should use certain government agencies, like the IRA, to enforce people's contribution to the greater good. Harm by accident could literally mean pulling someone away from a nearing train and holding them back or catching a falling child because it's safe to assume that the harm they would have endured was unintended. These are scenarios in which limiting freedom would be okay, because it helps the greater good. But in the next lesson, it wouldn't. On Liberty, lesson 3. False opinions are good and important. This answers the question, what's with everyone else's opinions? Why are they sometimes so annoying? What can we do when others are wrong? You would probably agree that we'd all be better off if people with radical opinions stopped sprouting them around on Facebook, in public and at work. But Mill says that's not only wrong, prohibiting false opinions would actually hurt our society. He says it's important to be confronted with wrong and heavily controversial opinions because it gets society to think about if and why the common opinions are correct in the first place. If what you believe about gender equality wouldn't constantly be tested and argued against, you'd eventually just start accepting it as the norm, which would lead right back to the problem in the first lesson. When we reduce our convictions and values to mere customs and stop questioning their reason, we simply mimic what everyone else is doing, and they won't affect our character as much. Never stop questioning yourself and challenging your own opinions. As billionaire partner of Warren Buffett Charlie Munger would say, I never allow myself to have an opinion on anything that I don't know the other side's argument better than they do. Here's what I learned from On Liberty by John Stuart Mill. Now, this is a heavy, an old political, old English text, so... I'm guessing the book would be very, very heavy. I'm really glad I read this in summary form on on Blinkist. The, the full text is available online for free, so if you just Google St- John Stuart Mill on Liberty, you will find a, a PDF or a text on some site where you can read it for free. But if English is not your first language, that might be pretty, pretty tough. Now, he has a very high-level thinking, obviously. Uh, he knows all about complex systems and, and these abstract concepts that politics are. Um, But I think for books like this, it's really valuable to have it in in condensed form or where someone who understood it read it already and sort of put it into easier words to grasp. So all of the ideas are ideas that I haven't come across any of these, right? So this proves, first of all, the value of old books, which I'm guilty not reading as many as I should, right? I should probably read way more classics. But you can see in the three lessons here that we have this sort of cycle of problems in in politics i guess because democracy is not a perfect system right it's the best system we can think of so far but even in democracy the majority undermines the minority right not everyone gets what they want obviously and not everyone can freely sort of have their government say now we do this obviously to limit harm and and these cases harm by default, harm by omission, harm by accident. So this is the best system we can think of to sort of limit harm and at the same time give as many people as possible freedom. But the problem is that if if this sort of if if imagine a, a democratic a democratic country where just one party gets all the votes, right? So in Germany, for example, it's called the CDU. That's the Christian Democratic Union. So you could think of this as the um the conservative party in the united states right um and let's imagine they got 100% of the votes then all of a sudden we would have a 100% conservative government and all of the rules and all of the norms it would all become conservative so that would be the standard that would be the norm now, if everyone just started accepting this and sort of living with this, then we would have a conservative country. And the conservative country, and let's say we're bordering a country like Austria, who's liberal, or um, or, com- or maybe maybe France, who's who's, and they have a liberal system. So we would probably start clashing with them, and maybe we would try to get them to take a conservative view of in politics and adopt the conservative party and so on. So you can see that. Whenever this whole majority issue takes over, uh, and whether that's from the false opinions, which I'll get into, or or something else, that sort of becomes a problem. Someone always gets undermined, and the bigger the consensus, the bigger the problem gets. Now, on the other hand, and this is a problem we currently have, so false opinions, right? John Stuart Mill says they're good and important, but also, they also come with problems, obviously. Let's just assume for a second, in Germany we just had elections two days ago, three days ago, and a right-wing extremist party got like 15% of the votes, which is a historical first since basically Hitler, and... And everybody's worried by it, right? And it's a huge problem because they say, we have too many refugees because we took them all in and we need to shut down our, close our borders and blah, 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 blah. The majority of people thinks that's a false and stupid opinion. Now, was it good that this conversation started and that we sort of started talking about these things? Like, is our stance on... Free sort of income, uh, free incoming uh, refugees, right? That we're taking everybody in. Is that right? Is it good to think about that? Yeah. So maybe we needed those few people that said, I don't know, like there were like false notions out their refugees, they all steal. That's just, that's like a random one. And was it good that we had these false or stupid opinions so that we started thinking about it? Sure. But on the same time, these started catching on so much among the general public that now this 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 party, who's basically very is very disorganized and doesn't really know what it's doing, but is on the right wing extremist side, they got a ton of the votes because their these these false opinions they also caught on, right? So it's not just that we can say oh yeah, yeah, we know that's wrong, that's nice and all we're thinking about what we're doing here and whether that's right now but if these catch on they can become forces in the system and if a false opinion and with the whole fake news and Trump tweeting and whatnot with this with this whole situation that we have right now it's, it's harder than ever to find out if your information is any good if it's accurate online. With all that we have false opinions becoming very dominant and very embedded in society. And then we get the same cycle again where we go back to, oh yeah, now we have a majority who's not only not perfect, but basically wrong or holds a whole bunch of ideals that do not represent democratic politics at all. And they're now ruling over the minority, which is the rest of us. So as you can see it's it's such a complicated topic right there's no right or wrong there's no way to make it right for everybody um i usually suggest you don't argue with your friends about politics don't even start because it's a you're just going to lose your friends so i usually try to stay away from it but let's say just let's just say i'm watching the situation i'm monitoring everything because it gets crazier and crazier in my opinion and i don't know what's going to happen i have no clue Uh, but i think at one point sooner or later it's going to come down to that people like you and me who spend their time on themselves on learning on self-improvement who don't concern themselves with politics will have to go on the streets and shout and scream and demand their rights for democracy because otherwise all the fake news people are eventually going to be in the majority and then that might undermine our freedom so no idea where it's going to take us the future of politics is very very uncertain um I hope you'll take some time to think about it if if anything please do that that's important i think um and i will see you on the next summary